Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episode today. I am so excited to have the wonderful Ananta Rupa Ajmira with us today. So Ananta, if you don't know, is an award-winning author, spiritual teacher, co-founder, and CEO of The Ancient Way, an organization that supports you to embody ancient wisdom in a way that unfolds your true self. She is also the author of The Way of the Goddess and The Ayurveda Way. Welcome to the show Ananta how are you doing thank you so much I'm doing well it's so wonderful to be with you today oh I am so excited to talk all things goddesses they are my favorite and I can't wait to hear your take and all your pearls of wisdom on them too but before we dive into all that goodness I would love to know Ananta a question that I ask every guest who comes on my show is when did you spiritually awaken what's your story wow so my spiritual awakening I feel really happened actually out of a tragic event in life like I think it does for many of us I actually had already begun on my journey of studying Ayurveda and its sister sciences of yoga and Vedanta spiritual philosophy in California and about nine months into that journey, there was a suicide actually in the community. And this woman had been a teacher and a healer, and she had also studied Ayurveda and yoga and Vedanta. And she was helping a lot of people. And at her memorial service, a lot of people really remembered how much she had inspired them and changed their lives and motivated them to get onto the path of learning these sciences and transforming their lives. But obviously, there was a part of her 
that was not fully integrating what she was sharing with others within herself. And that really like shook me to the core that I realized I needed to not just intellectually understand the healing arts that I was learning, but really work to practice them and embody them. And I remember I set an intention that day that I would find the strength to let go of that which needs to be let go of, the courage to reclaim what needs to be reclaimed, and the wisdom to hold on to only that which is eternal and changeless, which is our soul and our spiritual dimension. And I feel that from that day onwards, I really took all of the practices that I was learning very seriously, that I need to practice these. I need to now suddenly apply everything. And I started waking up really early in the morning. I started doing spiritual rituals. I did lots of mantras. I did water cleansing rituals and really just knew that everything I was doing was my way of being on this path of embodied wisdom. And that was really the awakening day and time for me. And how powerful as well, like you say, from such a tragic loss for everybody in the community, it gave you that inspiration to set, you know, an incredible intention as well. So you mentioned, obviously, you were in the Ayurveda community and you knew quite a lot of those things already. So how did you get into that? Was that something that was always there from your childhood and part of your family? Or was it something you discovered when you were younger? It's funny because it is part of my family and it always has been for many generations on my mother's side. However, I did not know that when I was growing up and I really struggled with eating disorders, digestive issues. I had a lot of anxiety and skin issues and I was looking just for a solution to my own problems and I had tried all kinds of diets. I had done yoga, meditation. They helped for sure. I did talk therapy. I did so many different things, but I knew that there had to be something more holistic, which would be addressing all different parts of myself and therefore being able to reclaim all parts of myself. And so that was really what led me to India to do a yoga teacher training program. And it was during the yoga teacher training program in India that I experienced the Ayurveda lifestyle because we woke up early. We were on a daily routine. We used to hear lions roaring across the lake where we were staying. And it was an incredible experience to just really live in a way that was close to nature and that was aligned with the circadian rhythms of nature, which is what Ayurveda teaches us. So it was from there that I really got charged up to learn how can I feel this way and cook this kind of food all the time. I love that. And we've had some Ayurveda experts on before. So I've learned so much from obviously their interviews and learning and reading about Ayurveda. But for anybody listening who doesn't know what it is, what is Ayurveda and how does this connect to the goddesses? Yeah, so Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga. It's a science of healthy living, holistic health, the world's oldest system of holistic healing. And it really teaches you how to find a state of balance in your physical body, in your mind and emotions, and with your five senses so that you can ultimately 
be able to realize who you are as a spiritual being. I love that. Yeah, it does that through daily and seasonal lifestyle practices. We have all natural skincare, a lot of herbal remedies, food as medicine is a big part of it. And also yogic practices, spiritual rituals are definitely a part of that whole practice of Ayurveda. And it's so interesting because the goddess festival called Navratri, which is the subject of my new book, was actually originally designed by the ancient Ayurvedic sages to be a time of ritualistically transitioning your food and lifestyle needs from those of one season to those of another. So the warrior mother goddess Durga is evoked in different forms depending on the themes of the season that you're going into. For example, in the spring season, the goddess is evoked as the neem tree because the neem tree is full of incredible healing qualities and antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal. It is great for infections. It is really cleansing for your skin, for your digestion, and it opens up your whole mind also. And in the spring season, according to Ayurveda, it's a time where there's more of the earth and water elements in the atmosphere, which can make us feel heavy and lethargic. So we're really recommended to do spring cleansing during that season and to lighten up the types of foods that we're eating, to put more pungent spices into our foods, to be able to exercise more and really have more heat to balance out this wet, heavy, damp kind of atmosphere of the flowers blooming and a lot of growth in the universe. So the neem herb is really, really good for cleansing and for detoxing. And so it's so intelligent how Ayurveda and the goddess worship festival are integrated together. In general, whenever we're going through periods of transition, whether it's the change of the seasons, a change in our jobs, a change in our relationships, a change in our health, we always feel more vulnerable. And therefore, the sages have gifted us these amazing festivals to support us to move from the darkness of uncertainty and change into the light and to have a bridge and a way to ultimately connect to that soul power within us to empower us to go through the transition in a more peaceful and empowered way, which ultimately just comes from anytime we remember that we are more than just our body, mind, and intellect, but we are that self, we are that soul. And so that's really how all of this is all connected to each other. Mm, And I love that. It's such a beautiful message and such a beautiful symbology as well of how it all connects. So I love that. I love that they connect. That's amazing. So (laughs) who are the goddesses and how can we start to work with them? You know, there's actually so many goddesses in the Indian tradition and actually all world traditions. And I've loved learning about so many of them. I personally have connected a lot with the warrior mother goddess Durga, who rides a lion or a tiger, depending on her depiction. And she's armed with all kinds of weapons, which are there symbolically to empower us to 
fight the war within with our own inner demons of our anger, our fears, our lust and jealousy and insecurities and all the things that we humans get confronted with in life so that we can ultimately become the best version of ourselves. This warrior mother goddess Durga has nine different avatars, which are said to dwell in our nine chakras as certain spiritual superpowers that we can tap into. So in the first chakra, our root chakra, where we're talking about the power of stability, Durga takes the form of goddess Shailaputri, who is an embodiment of Mother Earth. In the second chakra, or the sacral chakra, where we're concerned with creativity, reproduction, and emotions, we have Durga as goddess Brahmacharini, who is the one who follows Brahmacharya, which is the path of self-control. Then she transforms into goddess Chandragantha, who is in our solar plexus and also armed with all kinds of weapons and she is full of fire and she is strong she's powerful she is there to support us to ignite the fire of transformation and to really uh burn through any resistances grief fears doubts that we have in our mind and to transform anger into soul power with pairing it with wisdom then the goddess from the solar plexus in our uh, digestive area where we're digesting food, information, emotions, and experiences as a way to transform. Then she moves into the heart chakra as goddess Kushmanda, who is representing the power of love. She is said to have created the world through her heartfelt laughter. So that reminds us that when we're laughing, when we're smiling, is when we're going to be the most creative. And then Goddess Durga comes as Goddess Skandamata in the throat chakra. And this is where we get to experience the power of voice, which we can connect with through sound as well as silence. And she is the biological mother here. So the symbolism is that whenever we take time to nurture our inner child, we get to emerge like that baby Skanda who is held by the goddess. And from the biological mother, then goddess Durga becomes goddess Katyayani, who is the warrior. She is uh, the power of intuition. So this is where the battle sequence really starts. And she's there literally starting to fight the demons. And that battle intensifies then in the crown chakra, where we have a very ferocious and fierce and intense form of Durga as Kalaratri, who is uh, dark like the blue night sky. She has disheveled hair, unlike all the other more polished looking goddesses. She rides a donkey and she represents the freeing power of the truth to liberate us from all the illusions that we unconsciously subscribe to in life so that we can experience that power of transcendence within us. And once we have done so and, and fought the fierce battle, then Goddess Durga is reborn as Goddess Mahagori, who is the shining one. And she's an eight-year-old child. So it's really fun because we have now 
this opportunity to embrace a new beginning and to really play with our inner child and to have a new experience of fun and pleasure and food and relationships and all the things in life from knowing who we are, from having dispelled our illusions. And it's a new kind of fun that emerges at this stage. And then in the final, the astral chakra, we have Durga as goddess Siddhidatri, who is the bestower of siddhis, which are divine gifts or powers. And the idea here is to develop the power of intention so that we can really manifest our talents, our resources, our gifts into service and into really giving back and being able to lead with integrity. Amazing. Like I didn't know any of these goddesses before I read your book and obviously you're explaining them there. So it's amazing to hear about Durga and obviously how it translates into all these, you know, the chakras, like it fascinates me because I've never heard someone talk about, you know, like chakras and goddesses linked together or even inner child and goddesses linked together. So for me, I love inner child work. I swear by it. It is such an amazing practice. So it's amazing that we can combine both chakra work and inner child work with goddesses work as well and work with those goddesses to balance them or to you know work with a particular area so um yeah I love all of that that's so amazing so how can we um use ancient wisdom to embody our true self ancient wisdom whatever the practice may be is always leading us back to our true self and the book that I've written gives you a lot of different ways to connect back to that true self, depending on where you're at and what you need and what chakras are looking for your attention. Because the way back to our true self is ever an evolving and transforming experience. What we may need today to remember our true soul power could be different than what we need tomorrow or the next day or the next week. So it's really fun personally to engage in this practice by going through each day and remembering one chakra, one goddess, one power, and doing a practice that aligns with that. And then the next day, doing the next one and just going in order through the chakras because I find it's just fun, but I've been doing it for a long time. So that's my way of doing it. But what I recommend is going in order with these goddesses and really seeing what gets revealed to you, what you feel intuitively you need to have more balance in. For example, if someone is feeling a lot of fear in life, then probably spending a lot more time with the practices that are going to balance your solar plexus would be really helpful to go deep into and just you know, stay with that for as long as you need to. I think your intuition always guides you the best when figuring out what it is you need to do. And it's always good to do something that inspires you, something that feels... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Like home to you and also something that feels like a stretch out of your comfort zone. So I would kind of give those three ideas, like something that gives you that basic stability and grounding something that touches your heart, you know, and just reminds you of of love. And then something that pushes you out of your comfort zone into the realm of your potential. I feel like that would be a good way to approach it too. Yeah. And I love that you bring intuition into it because it is so true. Like our intuition is always guiding us. It's always guiding us home and, you know, it never does us wrong. So I think it's, yeah, so important. You know, I do that with my chakras and I always say it to my clients as well, like tune in, like, how are they feeling? Like ask yourself questions. So um, yeah, the chakras will always reveal themselves to you that need some TLC. So uh, trust it as Ananta says. So um, what are your top tips, Ananta, for being true to yourself? Wow, this is a really, really important topic. I feel that to be true to yourself, what's really helped me the most actually is a really simple practice of just putting my hands on my heart and affirming that I love myself unconditionally and giving myself the space to just really feel what's going on in my heart at a given time and And giving it time, you know, going slower. I think connecting with my heart, slowing down is really helpful to be true to myself because I feel that so often whatever we do as a knee-jerk reaction is what someone else wants of us or expects of us and may not be our authentic kind of response to a situation or our authentic action or expression, I feel that silence is really, really incredible as a gateway to bring us back into our heart and then to be able to slowly have our truth revealed to ourselves through the intuition and through taking back the power that we give to others by being able to listen in to our own selves. Mm, so important, isn't it? And I think it, it really, you have to give yourself permission, don't you, to really like yes. step into that place of, I'm going to be true to myself. I'm going to honor those decisions. And I feel like my, um, 
I always recommend the game of hell yes or hell no of like tuning. Is it a hell yes? Is it a hell no? If it feels like a no, voice that no. Don't just say yes because you feel like you should do something. Say no if you mean no and yes if it truly feels like a full body yes. And that builds the intuition as well, doesn't it? Like listening and, you know, honoring those decisions. I feel like coming really into that being true to yourself like it starts with that decision making and then I feel like it goes on that journey of like self-love self-worth and really starting to embody it what do you think I totally agree and I feel like you brought up an important point that your body always has some clues for you too so tuning into the body and really allowing it to talk to us and being willing to listen to it and yeah it does start with giving yourself that permission too first I feel it's important to listen and know what is our authentic truth right and then but even to do that requires a permission giving that I give myself permission it's actually one of the practices I've written about in my book for the power of transformation because it's a big deal to even do that. And we have to, I feel I've always had to literally give myself permission to do anything. And I find also that it helps to write things down, even to write down, I give myself permission to know what is true for me in this situation, or to know if it's, as you said, a full body, yes, or uh, hell no. (laughs) So true. So true. So Ananta, what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my lovely listeners with today? One piece of life advice I would love to leave for your listeners is to really trust in the wisdom of your own heart and to surrender to the guidance that comes from deep within. Mm. So true, such powerful words. And it's so simple, but so powerful as well, because we do forget that, don't we? Yeah, we do. And we're told to do that, right? We're conditioned to do that by society, by other people who have been kind of doing what everyone else does and kind of going by that herd instinct, you know? But I feel that for our truest self and our real authenticity and soul power, to emerge we have to also be comfortable in solitude we have to be comfortable with sovereignty we have to learn to really not follow the herd but to become more and more independent and as we do that we find that the relationships also that we have become more fulfilling because we're not searching for unmet needs through other people we're actually taking that responsibility for caring for ourselves and discovering what that means to do so. And then what we get to experience in life and in all relationships is that real love, the true love that comes from being true, first of all, to our own self. So it's scary. You know, I would say it's scary, but it's the kind of courage that you find within that will truly reward you it's like how lord krishna says in the bhagavad-gita the ancient vedic spiritual text which takes place on a battlefield that what is like nectar in the beginning becomes like poison in the end and what is like poison in the beginning becomes like nectar in the end 
So don't be afraid to have some things in life that may feel poisonous in the beginning, like discipline, like commitment to practice, like even listening to your own self and being in the space of silence, because where it leads you is to an incredible place within yourself and that true nectar and the true love that is our true nature. So it is worth everything and more that it takes to go on a journey to to know yourself and then to be true to that self. Mm, I love that. And one question and answer I actually forgot to ask you, which when you were speaking out, I was like, oh, you must ask this. And then I completely forgot because I was looking at all the questions on my list. Is what <laughs> you do on a like daily or weekly basis to work with the goddesses? Do you have any rituals or little practices that you do? Yeah, on a daily basis, I find that I always just love to remember one goddess, one chakra each day. So for example, today is day six of the practice that I do. So it's the day that is around the intuition, the third eye chakra. So I always find that organically, I end up doing things around that theme. So for example, I'm talking to you about intuition today, yeah. right? So it just feels thematic. And I always know that when it gets to day seven, which it will be for me tomorrow, that I may have some uncomfortable, unpleasant things to do. And I'll need to go beyond my comfort zone and transcend the difficulties, you know, whatever it may be, it tends to happen. And then like day eight, I always give myself permission to have a new start to something. And it's different every time, you know, it's not always like a consistent thing that I do, but I always give myself permission to play in some way on that day because it's about inner child healing and, you know, enjoying life in that way. But my constant practices that I always do are the japa mala or practicing mantras on a rosary bead so that has been really really anchoring for me usually no matter what i always do the mantras and it really helps uh to connect with the higher self and to just anchor in that because then if there's anything uncomfortable or unpleasant in the day i find that the mantra itself comes as the first thought to bring to that challenge or difficulty instead of feeling like defeated or having some negative limiting thoughts around it i find that the positivity of the mantras that i do when i'm neutral or when i'm in a you know great set of situations or when i'm in a not so great set of situations i just keep up with it because it gives me the peace of mind and the equanimity to withstand things and it comes back to me in times of difficulty so I keep that as a constant and it really really helps I also really like oiling my body because oil itself is uh, in Sanskrit called sneha sneha means to oil it also means to love so it's really a self-love practice through the skin when we apply oil like sesame oil or you can even do neem oil if you live in a place which has a lot of insects, which I do in Florida, and it keeps them away. And, you know, you warm up the oil and just apply it to your skin. So you go in a circular motion around your joints, and then you go up and down 
on the limbs of your body. And it really, really helps to just have a tangible way of giving yourself love and also allowing your skin to feel rejuvenated, lubricated, hydrated. And it's just so, so helpful on so many levels. It's also beneficial for immunity and for sleep and just stress relief in general. So I feel like that's another ritual that really helps me to connect. So I love them. Very creative. I love them. Thank you for sharing those. And I agree, like having a daily ritual or a daily practice is so, so important for like exactly what you said, like creating that consistency with your emotions and how you feel, picking you up when you're having more tougher days. Like it's kind of that um, blanket you can kind of like rely on as such that's always going to support you if, if you do commit to it and do it consistently. So I love that you shared that as well. But let's talk about your new book then, The Way of the Goddess. So where can we get it and what can we expect? So the book is available wherever books are sold. You can find it online. If you're not in the U.S., I feel online is probably the best way to find it. And the book is basically leading you through a hero's journey from the divine feminine perspective. So you can expect to be led step by step through a series of stories I've shared the ancient mythological stories of the goddesses. I've shared my own journey with applying the wisdom of the goddesses and the practices that I then share with you in each chapter and each step of the book. There's also a lot of self-reflection questions. So it really invites you to look within yourself as I guide you through each step to see what you discover actually about yourself. There's a lot to be said for self-inquiry and getting to know yourself through asking yourself certain questions to be able to dig into any limiting beliefs that you may have or any kind of conditioning that is from external sources so that you can ultimately author your own life's trajectory and be the hero of your own spiritual journey so you can expect to be challenged at times that's what i've heard from readers you can expect to be uh entertained with really unusual stories i think from the ancient mythology and you can expect that you'll be supported through my journey also which i've shared as a way to reassure readers that it is possible to undergo incredible transformation through these steps and through these practices and to know that you're never alone on your journey. So you can expect to get to know me <laughs> really well through that experience. And I've really, you know, made it so that it's like you're traveling with me through my own process, which is an interesting uh, thing to to go through and it's interesting even for me to reread it at times like oh wow yeah you know and and it gives a lot of reminders so you can expect that after you've read it once it can be something that you just refer back to to go deeper into you know any chakra that needs balancing and any questions you want to revisit and just to get inspiration for when it feels hard to be on the healing journey, because it is a hard one. And that's why it is a hero's journey, that you even go on this journey, that you even 
dare to look within is a big deal, you know? So it's, it's definitely uh, an empowering experience to then, you know, see some new ways to approach difficult situations in your life. And I talk about overcoming eating disorders and about codependency and about uh, the experiences I had, the challenges I had with my parents, the fears that I had and about betrayal and abandonment. So it's got a lot of really real world issues that I feel are important to include in a book that's also talking about the divine feminine to make it more real world and more approachable so that you can see how even in these dark situations, you can access your own inner light and actually have any difficulty that you're experiencing in your life be your catalyst for incredible spiritual evolution so that it's not something that pulls you down, but actually is the cause of your upliftment and the cause of your connecting with your own inner power. Mm. And I love how the book is so gentle and loving as well. Like, like you say, there are some points where you're like, whoa, but then also <laughs> it's so guided in a loving way as well, where you feel so held and supported. And I like that it is the spiritual aspect of obviously the goddesses and all the incredible mythology, but then also really practical, like you say, in terms of like how that translates into now and like real world issues that come up for us here and now. So I loved that part of it. But um, thank you so much, Ananta, for coming on today. It's honestly been such a joy chatting with you and learning so much about you. So where can my lovely listeners find you if they want to learn more about your work? Thank you so much. It's been so wonderful to share with you. Your lovely listeners are welcome to visit my website, theancientway.co not .com, .co. Uh, we couldn't get the .com, so it's .co. <laughs> and we have a lot of information about our programs and community there. And then you can also follow me on Instagram at ananta.1, which is O-N-E, all spelled out. And uh, and I, I would love to hear from you in either place. Oh, amazing. And of course, I'll put a clickable link to Ananta's work in the description below as well. So you've got a nice, easy clickable link to go find her too. But thank you so much, Ananta, for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed Ananta and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Ananta's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my books, my videos, or anything else that I have to offer, you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here, because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fantastic week, whatever you are up to, and I will see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.